Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is perfectionism. Recovery from codependency is an individual process that necessitates making mistakes, struggling through problems, and facing tough issues. Expecting ourselves to be perfect slows this process. Expecting ourselves to be perfect slows this process. You know, this has been a week where a lot has been great and yet there's been a fixation on a couple things you know like working out and having minor aches and pains or things not happening on my schedule and this really just slows the process of me being useful to myself and to others back to the reading it puts us in a guilty and anxious state accepting others to be perfect is equally destructive it makes others feel ashamed and may interfere with their growth people are human and vulnerable and that is wonderful we can accept and cherish that idea. Expecting others to be perfect puts us in that codependent state of moral superiority. Expecting others to be perfect puts us in that codependent state of moral superiority. Expecting ourselves to be perfect makes us feel rigid and inferior. Fill that with, we can let go of both ideas. We do not need to go to the other extreme tolerating anything people throw our way. We can still expect appropriate responsible behavior from ourselves. But most of us can afford to loosen up a bit. And when we stop expecting others to be perfect, we may discover that they are doing much better than we thought. When we stop expecting ourselves to be perfect, we'll discover the beauty in ourselves, our true self, really. Today, I will practice tolerance, acceptance, and love of others as they are, and myself as I am. I will strive for that balance between expecting too much and expecting too little from others and myself. Wow, what a reading. The next reading also comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of uh, Letting Go, and the topic is enjoyment. One of the prohi prohibitions many of us learned in childhood is the unspoken rule, don't have fun and enjoy life. Yes, I kind of thought the other extreme, and then, you know, I think the lack of self-forgiveness really is at the center point of not having more fun and enjoying life now, because there's nothing else left to do. Back to the reading. This rule creates martyrs, people who will not let themselves embrace the pleasures of day-to-day -day living. And I hate being a martyr. And that really is, uh, you know, a uh, maladaptive coping mechanism that I don't need anymore. It doesn't serve me. Back to the reading. Many of us associated suffering with some sort of sainthood. Now we associate with the codependency. We can go through the day making ourselves feel anxious, guilty, miserable, and deprived. Or we can allow ourselves to go through the same day feeling good. In recovery, we eventually learn the choice is ours. There is much to be enjoyed each day, and it is okay to feel good. We can let ourselves enjoy our tasks. We can learn to relax without guilt. We can even learn to have fun. Work at learning to have fun. Apply yourself with dedication to learning enjoyment. Work as hard at learning to have fun as you did at feeling miserable. Our work will pay off. Fun will become fun. Life will become worth living. And each day, well, find many pleasures to be enjoyed. Today, I will let myself enjoy life as I go through my day. And I will bookend that to enjoy life and have fun. It's okay. And now we, our next reading is from ACA, Strengthening My Recovery. The topic is higher power. Many of us are uncomfortable with the word God and can recoil at the word's mentions. These members often find relief in the thought that God, G-O-D, could stand for 
good orderly direction, you know, sleep, praying, work, balance. And, you know, I think when I think about it, I think, again, that fearful avoiding style was caused by, a, you know, a wild disconnect between, you know, my mother and my father. My father didn't like that word. My, my mom believes in it. And, you know, I think at this point, as an adult who's responsible and does not want to be a victim, you know, as Tony Robbins says, the past doesn't predict the future unless you let it. You know, I have to say, you know, on this podcast, I do believe in God. I think I always have. There's a part of me. And there's that internal critic's voice, which is just a version of parents on steroids, which is an interject, as Alice Miller says, that believes that it isn't. But really, it is. Back to the reading. Many of us were harmed in the name of religion and God. Perhaps we grew up with teachings that showed us a punishing God, or in a home where there was no tolerance for others' beliefs. We still may not recognize the depth of damage done to us by the shame and emotional abuse we experienced in the name of God. When we found ACA, we may have had trouble with the use of the word God in the steps. Then when others talked about their belief in God and mentioned their religion, it was a huge button that kept getting pushed. We stopped attending meetings because of this. We rejected a program meant for people of all belief systems, whether they call their higher power God or not. If we stay, we can do a number of things. During a share, we can affirm our own belief by saying, this program works for me because it's spiritual, not religious. This program works for me because it's spiritual, not religious. Or when someone says God, we can think of it as the acronym for good, orderly direction. Either of these choices or a number of others can help us find a way to take what we like and leave the rest. On this day, I will not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Just because some people believe in a higher power that makes me uncomfortable does not mean the program isn't right for me. Wow. And the final reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery and the topic, Relationship Anorexia. Many lost children practice relationship anorexia. Adult children learn a lot of things growing up in a dysfunctional home. Unfortunately, one of the primary things we learned was not to trust. We learned to place a wall around us for protection from pain. You know, and one way of relationship anorexia is just by being really rigid with activities. That's one way that I do it. Back to the reading. This wall follows us into adulthood and shadows all of our relationships with acquaintances, friends, coworkers, and most importantly, our intimate relationship with a partner or spouse. We find that unlike our family of origin, a healthy relationship calls for a degree of trust, something so foreign to us that our safety feels threatened. When given the choice to let down our guard and allow someone to breach our protective wall, some of us choose to either prevent or end a relationship. We fear failure, but sabotage our own success. As we get emotionally stronger in our ACA recovery program, we start removing the bricks from our wall, knowing that now we can accept what life brings us with the love and support we have for our ourselves as well as from our higher power and fellow travelers. On this day, I will continue to grow emotionally with the knowledge that ACA and my higher power will guide me in gaining the strength to trust others. And that concludes today's readings from Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kuan Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is. To pause, which is postpone action until serenity enters and to get some sleep.